Hello and welcome back to Inspiring Hope, where I encourage you to have only positive expectations through true self-care. Today, my special guest is none other than Wendy Thompson. Wendy is a survivor of breast cancer, and she shares her journey with us today of being diagnosed with breast cancer and also hitting that silver lining in the cloud where she's come out on the other side and looks forward to a great future. So join me, tune in, get a pen and paper ready so you can take notes and get some great information. I remember it, I think, to the day (laughs) Um, with September of last year. Um, I actually... Uh, because my mother had uh, multiple myeloma and then she also had breast cancer and had a mastectomy so my sisters and I have all had probably been doing our annual mammograms I've been doing it since uh, my like my mid-30s so I may have missed a year here or there but for the most part I've been pretty vigilant and I've had some kind of like oh we want to take another look because you know the whole dense breast you know you have dense breast tissue what have you so they always need to take a second look. So I'm thinking, oh, okay, this is just my, you know, regular annual. And I remember getting the phone call with my results and I'm walking down the hallway at work and I'm like, oh, okay, they're just going to tell me it's fine again. And then she told me we did find some cancerous cells. So, yeah. So I was at work, so I, I definitely remember hearing the news and um, feeling a little numb at first. But I think for me, my first thing was like, oh, okay, so what's next, you know? Yeah. And moving right to the, to to that. Wow. So what was your feeling when you first found out? Like I said, I, I was kind of numb, but not like, oh, whoa, oh my God. Because I think, you know, and I say this to people that I've always, I remember hearing all the, you know, when you watch something, it says, one in six people will get this. How you know this can affect? So I've always, in the back of my mind, thought mm, this could be a you know it, it, it wasn't out of the realm of possibility. So it didn't shock me, so to speak, um, especially with my family history. And you know, I used to always had a joke that my my breasts I was like a third thirty six double D. It was like <laughs> there's a lot for something to go wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> you know and so yeah so you know I wasn't like but you know I you know I had somebody at work that I talked to for you know it was like just processing a little bit and then um you know I told my family but I think for the most part I never really like I always tell people I didn't cry I still to this day haven't cried over my cancer diagnosis sure yeah so so go ahead yeah I was just gonna ask you so what did you discover about yourself during that whole period of going through that because then I understand you're on the other side so congratulations on that I love that's like the joy in the end of it all right the the, the rainbow and the the silver line and everything yeah 
And, uh, and I want to say, in the beginning, it's the not like for me. The first thing I always going through my mind is what stage am I in? What stage? Am I? Because it's kind of like I don't want to necessarily worry or panic yet because I don't know all I need to know. So I, I was holding out there. Um, I'm sorry. Could you repeat the question again? I sure. Know. I was just wondering, like, what did you discover about yourself oh, during about that time here? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I, I just people will use this always described me as being very strong and resilient and I think that I what I discovered about myself is I just put things into perspective and it actually kind of shifted all the things in my life that I was so worried about and feeling I'm not where it's supposed to be it just a lot of the little stuff just didn't matter anymore it was yeah. like this is what I need to focus on and it's not even a focusing on it now because even for me although some people say you can consider yourself cancer free I'm waiting for the five year mark <laughs> you know what I mean so um, but I think it, it just taught me that I can really handle some really hard situations mm. and, um, and then also I also learned that there are certain people in my life that stepped up in ways that were unimagined that was just like I was kind of shocked um, like my sister for example so it just taught me that people are there for me as well so I was surrounded by a lot of love and support so that helped wow I love hearing that now did it during that period of time when you first found out that you were diagnosed with that and the time that you found out okay so I am in remission and I'm cancer free mm-hmm. about how long a period was that okay so I was diagnosed in September September I think it was September 4th of, of uh, 2019 and I completed my radiation I want to say June near the end of June of this year wow mm-hmm. I still have I still have reconstruction but I'm waiting for my skin to heal. That'll probably be early 2021. Now, did this change your lifestyle as well? Um, well, not as much as one would think. I think the worst thing for me was going through the whole wig experience. I think if I were to go through this again, I'm just gonna, you know, I would just go with the bald. <laughs> sure, I hear you, I hear you. You know, I think that and just how I would display myself was probably the toughest, especially when I lost all my hair and eyebrows and eyelashes. <laughs> I was like, oh, I look like an alien. But lifestyle changes, not so much. I guess, you know, of course, my diet to, to some extent, because I was like, what am I supposed to avoid? And, and they, you know, I wasn't given a lot of those things to necessarily avoid. Um, just don't, of course, don't overindulge. But in terms of lifestyle, not too much. I went to work. I didn't take really any much time off. I would um, maybe take a half a day to do my chemo. So I try to work in the morning and do my chemo in the afternoon. Um, sure. Yeah, sometimes. And, and, you know, my managers, thank God, was supportive. So if I was like, I'm just too tired, uh, then that was fine but I was trying to yeah I was going to ask you that like where did you get that energy that you uh, you know you were able to have chemo and then go to work at the same time like that takes a lot I would yeah imagine. well you know the chemo made me very sleepy but you know sometimes I'll be sleeping through my, my chemo and after but as the first time 
that I had my first chemo. My niece was with me, and then we went to my um, her sister's daughter's first birthday. And I thought I was just going to go upstairs and take a nap, and I slept through the whole thing. <laughs> okay. But after that, I found that I would have more energy afterwards. I think my body was just like, what is this? <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? Um but uh, yeah, I, I, and it was you know I could eat. I didn't get a whole lot of nausea. As a matter of fact, I was eating too much because <laughs> they said sometimes some of the anti-nausea med- medication. But I, you know, I was like, why am I eating? I thought people were supposed to be like, oh, I can't keep food down. Um, exactly. Yeah, I've heard people say that. Uh, you know, after so much chemo, everything started tasting like chemo, or mm-hmm. it just doesn't have any taste at all. So yeah. that was really. You know, like God's grace with you there. Now, tell me, did you have someone in your family that you guys have a big faith background? Or, you know, what was that that keeps you so strong and resilient? You know, I wouldn't say so much a faith background. I would say it's the uh, West Indian, our upbringing. You know what I mean? Nobody t- we were just raised to be very strong and independent and, and kind of like handle your business. So... Um, and my sister, I have two other sisters, but the sister closest to me, she just jumped into this action. She said, I'll come with you. I want to come with you to your first meeting. So when I met with my team, my sister was there. My niece was there. My daughter was on the, um, <laughs> uh, what do you call it? Like the board FaceTime, or something? FaceTime. Okay. FaceTime okay. So she could hear what was, what was going on. And my sister would ask questions I wouldn't think of even asking. And she would take notes and she would, you know, kind of be on top of it and remind me. And I just remember in that moment, it just, it, it was just kind of like, I just had this team. I just had this person. And my sister, um, when I had my surgery, my mastectomy, I went and stayed with her and her husband and my, and my niece for a couple, which was wonderful. Um, so I recuperated there and they took care of me and, you know, so. Awesome. I love that you had so much support. Yeah. So what kind of advice would you give to someone if they, you know, when, if they, you know, they were diagnosed with cancer? I would say that don't think about it as a death sentence. I went into this thinking as this is something to solve and to, to work on. So getting as much information and, and, and actually planning your questions. Um, really everything, even if it doesn't seem like a valid question, you think of oh, it's going to, no, ask every single question that you want answered. Um, and hopefully you have good health care because I had a good, I have good health care. And, uh, you know, as soon as I was diagnosed, I got a call from, um, someone who was kind of like managing everything and explained to me you're going to meet with the team um you don't have to pay for any of your co-pays she was just there to make sure that all my health care needs are taken care of and the coordination of my treatment was wow. proficient so yeah I, I would say that I, I feel very lucky that's incredible yeah. that's incredible so let me ask you this uh kind of a final question to wrap it up for, sure. for what are some good questions that a person would need to ask you know because mm-hmm. <clears throat> you like you know you say even the small things yeah um i know one of the things that immediately came to me is because my mother had multiple myeloma and then had uh, breast cancer and so now I have, i'm wondering if my daughter should be tested like should she have that uh 
I can't remember what the gene test is and things like that. So wanting to make sure that how does this impact my family? I have a son and a daughter, so media and go to how does this how could this impact my daughter and do we need to start some kind of intervention with her? Um, so I know that was one of the questions that I had. I, and I guess for me, again, the, per- the thing that was on my mind was the whole issue of stage, what stage, I mean, what stage, what stage. And that takes, you know, you have to wait until all the results come, come back. Um, sure. So once knowing that and, and understanding what the path is and what all the options are. Um, and, you know, I know I remember yeah. my niece asking questions about are there things she, she should avoid. Um, and they were like, not really, but, you know, the whole issue of soy. So I kind of like avoid soy because there's some, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I guess, alignment there or whatever is a gray area. So I just avoid it altogether. Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, I, you know. I'm... Now, what about the thing about sugar? Did they ever say anything to you about avoid sugars? Well, no, I already avoid sugars because I have type 2 diabetes. So um, I have to watch that anyway. Okay. Okay. And that was another thing for me because if I have other medication, how does that impact, uh, you know, me going through chemo or is there anything I need to stop taking or and, and so on. Um, so, yeah. I could probably, you know, look through some notes as, as to the kind of questions. I think my sister was on it way more than I was. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. You know what? That would be a great thing to do on the next show. So you guys don't miss out. Make sure you tune in next time for Miss Wendy Thompson. She is going to give you some advice to really prepare you if it happens to you or a loved one, because you never know. And that's what insurance is always for, right? Those things that come up that we don't count on happening, right? Because of course we're going to say, you know, it's not going to happen to me. It's going to be somebody else. And so Thank you once again for joining us, Wendy. And before we leave, tell us just a little bit of something about you. How can people uh, get to know you just a little bit more? Oh, wow. Um, Fun things you like to do. Oh, my gosh. I'm such a homebody. Well, let me just say um, my profession. I'm actually a change management consultant for United States Postal Service. I would say my profession is organization development. Uh, so I think for me, I really focus on bringing out the best in people, teams, organizations, so that they can reach their goals and be successful. So, you know, wow. Yeah. I really That's like incredible. To encourage people to do, to do their best and for this people process technology, how can we just, you know, do this so that everybody's happy leadership and employees. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Awesome. Well, I love it. Thank you so much again. We appreciate you and can't wait to have you you back on the show. Appreciate it. Okay. So 